This is episode number 32 of Under 10, a mini podcast on intimacy with Dr. Jessica Tartaro. That's me. Last episode, I talked about crying, the involuntary release of tears that is so healing when we let go of control. This week, I want to talk about taking space and the vital role that space plays in intimate relating. So here's what I mean. When you think of relationship, this could be romantic relationship or close friendship, you probably think about being physically and emotionally close to someone, having your bodies close to one another, opening your hearts, building trust, sharing meals, going on trips, generally shrinking the space between you. This is good and right. Closeness creates connection. But over time, closeness without space will create imbalance. Gay and Katie Hendricks, visionary leaders in the field of relationship transformation, describe this principle as the balance between autonomy and unity. We crave closeness, but for our relationships to stay in harmony, it's also vital that we preserve aloneness too. Especially when relationships are struggling, the willingness to give space, allow the struggle to ground, resist the urge to fix or avoid, and step back for perspective can be a gift. However, that's often not what I see. Across my coaching, I have witnessed a tendency for couples to hang on past the point when a relationship was feeding them or even healthy. This is very common. Navigating long-term relating when there have been ongoing challenges is complex. The tension usually lies in discerning the difference between when it's time to let a relationship go, at least in its present form, and when it's an opportunity to invest more deeply into rebirthing the relationship. I believe the willingness to include the possibility of giving space can be extraordinarily empowering to the growth that is possible for each person and the relationship itself. I was recently exploring with a client what it could look like for her to honor her needs while traveling with her partner, including going to bed at different times, doing separate activities, eating different food. We discussed how her parents, who have been unhappily married for decades, did not show her an example of two people who remain autonomous inside of their union. And I thought, wow, this gap where there might be examples of couples Preserving their individuality is such a profound disservice. Lacking examples, it's easy to imagine that space or separateness means defeat, rejection, or that something is wrong, so we fight it, when to the contrary, it's often the lack of space that leads to the withering of the love. If we believe that while in relationship we need to do everything together, we are setting ourselves up for failure. And it's simply a misconception that staying together no matter what equals success in relationship, despite the many messages we get to the contrary. Space in relationship is essential for there to be healthy, lasting connection. Too much space, of course, leads to an under-cultivation of relationship, but too little space creates its own insidious problem. Just like everything in nature, relationships have their cycles. Winter gives way to summer. A dead tree feeds life on the forest floor. Life always follows death. 
through time apart, it can become possible that we see and feel what we couldn't contact while inside of a time of stuckness in connection, hanging on past the point when a relationship is no longer healthy is like us denying that death comes to us all. Letting die our idea of the relationship we wished we had, and bravely acknowledging the actuality of the relationship we do have, can empower the capacity to make changes, and ultimately, to find our freedom, if we let it. Over and over, I watch couples pick misery over letting go. Either the misery of perpetual fighting and the nervous system wrecking roller coaster of constant friction, or the misery of a flat lined relationship in which history is the glue, but the present has long ago lost its adhesive. In these cases, the choice is rarely simple. Along the way, it's worth asking slowly and carefully. What comes up for you when you imagine letting go of the familiar? On the other side of that grip lies the potential for your love life to begin again. I have immense compassion for the struggle. For years I hung on. Letting go of partnership felt unbearable, and so I let myself get hurt instead, rationalizing that the hurt was not as bad as losing the relationship. I have ample emotional scars to remind me of the cost of that choice. One particular relationship comes to mind. It was my last romance before I met my husband. The man noticed me months before I noticed him. Our initial connection turned into a sexual relationship quickly. We both wanted kids and had been waiting for the right person for years. The tomb was sealed when a mere weeks in, we began to discuss children. It seemed from the outside that this relationship could give me what I'd always wanted. Looking back, I realized there were signs from the start that this relationship was not what it seemed. He would grow highly agitated at small events requiring immense consoling. He admired my work, but over time seemed threatened by my investment in it. Our disagreements inflamed easily, lasting for hours, and left me numb. Women I trusted in the community even warned me, and still I hung on. Though we were only together a matter of months, by the time I finally told him never to contact me again, I was an emotional wreck. It took time to rebuild my emotional sanity. It was at this point that I decided I had struggled too long. I decided once and for all that I was no longer seeking a life partner or the chance at children. Through the help of many guides and supports, I revived myself and put that dream down. My story, of course, didn't end there. As part of the rebuild of my life, I met my husband. But because I was done with looking for a life partner, I did not pursue him. Our relationship began in a non-sexual friendship that slowly meandered with long stretches of space at its own gentle pace. When six months in, we decided to explore a sexual connection, he made it clear to me that he wanted family, and I made it clear to him that I had put that dream down. We agreed that we would explore a short-term connection before he headed off to find his wife. It was only a few months into our dating that I came to him tearfully and said that though I had let go of that dream, the dream hadn't let go of me. 
wisely, he told me, Okay, keep me posted. We have been married now for almost a year. That dream has become my reality, and we are now working to make bigger dreams possible. My willingness to stop clinging to unhealthy relationships out of my desperate desire for togetherness and embrace my capacity to create happiness alone allowed me to choose so much better when love showed up again. I tell my clients regularly I am not on the side of marriage and nor am I on the side of divorce. I am on the side of health. The form that will take varies by relationship, by person, and by the moment in time. When we let go of the idea of what we think connection and even our lives should look like and acknowledge what the moment actually does look like, we stand a chance at finding the next expression of health in our world. For this week's homework, try a journaling exercise. Set the timer for 15 minutes and ask yourself, What is my relationship to not knowing, to uncertainty, spaciousness, emptiness, letting go of control, and even to death? Let your pen answer, especially if you have ever struggled to know when to hang on and when to let go. It may be helpful for you to discover how you feel about being in the void in life, the space in between knowing and not knowing. Does the question itself make you agitated? Have you ever had a pause in your love life, in your work schedule, or the daily grind of your days? This is also a good topic to bring to a therapist to explore. Softening into space can help us meet parts of ourselves we never knew existed, and from there, find a more empowered self from which to bravely create healthier lives and relationships. I hope you will join me in befriending space and ultimately embodying the kinds of healthy relationships with a balance of togetherness and spaciousness that can be the example for others. This is Dr. Jessica Tartaro with Under 10, a mini podcast on intimacy. Oh, 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 oh,